0: Before we go into today's incredible podcast, I have a quick public service announcement. Especially if you have a child under ten, V Friends is happy to announce right now our new book is available for pre-sale, coming out this July. The first V Friends book, called "Meet Me in the Middle," with the V Friends characters, the Patient Pig and the Eager Eagle, starring, is available. Please go to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or your favorite bookstore and search right now on the internet meet me in the middle be friends and you'll be able to find it uh, garyvee.com garyvee.com meet me in the middle go check that out right now we will send you for your ability to pre-order 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 the best kids book of the year according to Tamara Vaynerchuk my mom we've been obviously flirting this for a long time and I hope you all check it out and, and really genuinely I think a lot of kids need to learn the middle Balance is very hard in today's world, and this book I think will put a lot of your youngsters on the right path of trying to find their balance between being eager and ambitious and trying to make things happen, but also learning the virtues of patience. And on the flip side, maybe giving a little boost to some of your youngers as they fall in love with the eager eagle and start pushing to new heights. And so, one last time, GaryBee.com/slash/meet-me-in-the-middle. And by the way, if you pre-order, please tweet me at GaryBee and. Tell me you have and show me a picture of you clicking the button or something. Anyway, here's the podcast. Thank you. We're excited. Attention is the number one asset. With whatever money you have for marketing, you must squeeze it and it must work unbelievably hard to make the thing happen. You can't create growth without new customers or without having such a great service that you create word of mouth. Attention is the number one asset. Tip number one, win on relevance. We must win on relevance not just on our subjective opinions of brand. Mm -hmm. And we must do it at scale. So what I would do today is I would produce as much content as humanly possible on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, Pinterest, at scale, at the lowest cost possible, which is not at the expense of the quality of the content. And I would do that, and then when I would get the signals, quantum qual signals, I would then amplify true consumer insights into more meaningful. And that is the model that I believe in.
1: Tip number two, build your brand brick by brick. I am a first marketing hire for a 75 plus year old building products uh, distributor. I have a million and one different angles that I can play. I've spent the first year and a half building out infrastructure like brand guidelines, uh, new website, uh, first ever CRM for the company, tons of big projects. Two part question here, one, how do you view or, or create overall marketing strategies? I'm a one-person department right now. Um,
0: Who are you trying to reach in this company, by the way? Is it a B2B business?
1: Yeah, we primarily work with contractors. GCs, building uh, professionals, uh, remodelers.
0: Right. Did you go to school for marketing?
1: No. All self-taught.
0: I'll tell you why I asked. The brand guidelines, that like, like you're going about it very academic, which doesn't bother me. That wasn't like a Raz, even though I was an F student, everybody knows it, like, (laughs) I'm just trying to get your framework, like.
1: They had no consistency as far as branding, colors, logos, any of that stuff. Why
0: didn't you gravitate towards that is actually my question.
1: You need to rally behind something out in the public, right? There needs to be a visual identity that people associate with your brand, right?
0: But you're a, you're not Nike. You have to win on relevance more than Brand positioning. I
1: spend a ton of time on it. I put that together. It's like a one-sheeter, basically. If I'm that's t- what you're asking.
0: It's more about the first year. How long have you been in?
1: About a year and a half. So those were just some of the key initiatives. I mean, the CRM was a huge thing. Integrating that with our ERP software and for sure. With our IT department on that. Yep. Building out the website by myself and completely transferring that over. I just got first phase involved with that. I have seven eight phases 75 plus pages yet to build out for that and a content and seo strategy i'm trying to figure out from a holistic picture ramping up content by myself i don't need i didn't even have a a functioning website to send them to of course so i had to get some of those pieces put in of course of course overall picture how would you approach that and then tactically as a one-man department how do i kind of take the biggest and best bite out of that apple
0: um, so I assume the organization is a sales organization. Are these individual contractors?
1: Yeah, we're working with individual contractors and contracting businesses.
0: And you're selling direct to them through the website or no?
1: No, we, we don't have an e-commerce aspect right. yet.
0: So the website is informational that leads to the phone call or the inquiry. It's the, sale, it's the lead gen sales engine. Yep, for now. So a couple things. First of all, where if anywhere is the content studio in the world, and here's what I mean, not a studio, you're delivering goods after they phone call you to them, right? And then they are working, right? They're doing their thing. The first thing I would do is play on people's ego. I would create a program for contractors that are like the gold standard contractors that you are anointing as a wholesaler, these 12 to 20 guys and gals as epic at their craft by being chosen into the gold standard circle of our distributor cuz we think you're the best contractors we are going to come with our iPhones aka i Bryce I'm going to come with my iPhone and we're going to actually film you on job and we're going to give you that content and we're going to use that content so what you the way you're going to create besides SEO which is absolutely going to be a monster for you and you've called that out if you're talking about the question directly that you're asking me It is pretty crazy how much you can get out of LinkedIn and YouTube Shorts because of search engine on YouTube and because of the way LinkedIn targeting works against contractors and things of that nature, but you need content. I think your content studio is you picking 12 or 20 customers and flattering them that you think they're good and going and filming them for the day so that you can then post-produce it for your content.
1: So from an overall standpoint, figure out getting that whole content engine up and running
0: Content engine is every every single question that every single person is about to ask me is content engine at the lowest cost possible
1: Okay <laughs> Yeah
0: It's the answer Now there's a lot of answers after that Fine now you filmed it yeah. now what like, do you know how to do a thumbnail the first three seconds? Do you understand a LinkedIn carousel as PDF versus the, do you understand Facebook, Facebook groups? Like, do you understand your content should send to a Facebook group because you can create virality within it that then sends to your website? Like, there's a lot more, but like anything in life. I don't know if you know this, but your back issues are really your feet. What? Right? Yep. Yeah, it's a brain fuck, but it makes so much sense. It's your feet. So, just like that, I talk a lot about parenting. That's pretty foundational, right? Like, like so, yes, notice what I did. And I did it and went in detail because it's a unique answer to your question, but it might have sparked stuff for people here. Thinking about making content for this business, like, fuck, studio, I got to hire 3D rocks. Da, 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 da. Uh uh-uh. uh. Here's a way to do it for free. We're going to flatter the people who already buy from us make them part of this special club what we're going to do is go and film and we're going to bring value we're going to film oh by the way the iphone is more powerful than the camera drock the iphone today is more powerful than the camera that drock used starting to film me right so that's another low cost go film and so it yeah that's exactly right brother i'm trying to figure out how to and by the way there's so much wild shit literally you doing fulfillment in your warehouse filming that and if you really know how to ASMR that stuff and do some other wild stuff, they're just wild shit that none of us would believe in a million years would work as business development or marketing that works. There's somebody in your warehouse named Carl that's been here for 29 years who if you just filmed every day is actually famous and will drive your whole business. Sure. So it's thinking about these angles that you haven't thought about before that drive down your cost of creative at scale Filming yourself every day writing a book becomes the marketing of the book. I filmed me drawing every single bee friend. I got it. It's there for the documentary one day, hopefully this and that, but like I could use it for marketing right now. That'd be a good post for us, right? Just watch me draw Hangout Hawk.
1: So as the only person in the marketing department focusing only on content, like don't worry about the balance of everything else that has to be taken care of, just try my best to allocate as much time as possible to that.
0: I, I think it's a mix, brother. I think the way you know, like to your point, like like you know, you can build on something that I said that I felt that was fairly smart, and you might get smarter than me. You might be like, wait a minute, I'm just going to ask them to film, and we're going to showcase them. Mm. Now all of a sudden, they're doing everything. You're just you're just giving them the cosign, right? So like, need
1: to take any more time off. No worries.
0: no, no. But what's what's good about saying. Hangout Hawk, and what I really want to do this year is like, I want to go deep. Like I need. My dream of this was that one thing was said to you that you took, like these are things that everyone can comp on. Like I'm a restaurant, I need marketing, I'm like film the kitchen 24 hours a day instead of having a day when you do content. Tip number three, don't sleep on the power of AI. AI is such a big deal, it's almost a little bit difficult to actually comprehend. When I hear the number that 90% of the content on the internet in two years will be AI generated, I don't dismiss that as crazy. That's how fast this will all happen. It might take a hair longer, because two years happens fast, and there's a lot of content out there, but that makes sense to me. Whether it's four years, nine years, 99% of content being AI driven makes sense, because the AI is going to be more effective than the humans, and that will just happen. I think the more interesting question is how different it is for the businesses here than the creators here. Here's why. Every creator here can make content at scale through AI and not have to worry about any of the things that every business has to hear. The biggest conversation that's about to happen with every business here is who owns the creative that AI is generating. For example, Vayner, which is very progressive, We are sending out emails constantly saying we do not make AI content for our clients because we're liable because we have not even begun to talk about the trademark and copyright issues of AI. Right now the most interesting conversations about AI that I think are happening is the biggest IP companies in the world are getting their litigation set up to sue all the AI companies. All the output for the creative, is coming from sources. So I think there is a major, major storm brewing in corporation land around AI, because I don't think anyone's gonna touch it for a long time until there's clarity, because there's gonna be liability. The entrepreneurs aren't gonna be worried about that because Disney's not gonna sue a TikToker but Disney's gonna sue Under Armour or by proxy us or by proxy OpenAI if the source of how they made that creative came from sources of Disney. So I think that there's a lot here. This train has left the station and there's nothing stopping it. Yes, the creative copyright and trademark stuff has to be figured out and it will over the next decade. I actually think that's going to be the thing that spurs people realizing why the blockchain matters. I think the blockchain is gonna be a big winner from AI because I think a lot of people that own IP are gonna put the IP on the blockchain to own provenance to then be able to be, used. there's a lot of multiple technologies brewing at the same time right now. I think the other thing that everyone's gonna be blown away by is how quickly you're gonna use AI in your everyday life. You know, if you're paying attention, sure some of you saw some of the plugins that ChatGPT is doing with like food ordering service. Like if you didn't see this, let me just explain something to you. Can you imagine being able to say to a device like an Alexa, Alexa, seven of my friends are coming over. Two of them are lactose intolerant. Three are completely eating vegan. One loves tomatoes. Three prefer onions. Can you place an order on seamless? and ship it to us right away and also email me the ingredients of every product and you're done and that happens. That is profound. The reason the internet and everything that is going on in our world is working is because it makes us more efficient. Convenience is king is a historically important statement in retail but it plays out in real life. Everyone here spends money that they can't afford on convenience. And what ChatGPT and AI is going to do is create convenience that we have never dreamed of. Because you're not only getting information like a search engine, you're getting action. And so, I think you're barking up the right tree. It's gonna profoundly, and, and I would say this. For everyone here, if you are not using AI tools every day of your life, you're making a huge mistake. You've got to start training. Whether you need it or not is irrelevant. You're gonna need it, and you're gonna interact with it every day, so the faster you're good at it. It was like all the people that you met along the day, like remember when you met executives 20 years ago, 10 years ago, that still don't even use email, and they have their like secretary print out the email. Like, when it felt so weird, that's how not using AI will feel. So the faster you get used to it, the better, because or all the people that didn't go to the iPhone because they needed to touch the buttons on the Blackberry, they all eventually used the iPhone. Nobody here is not gonna use AI every day, all the time, and so you might as well start learning how to use it now. Tip
1: number four, leverage the concept of brand form.
0: So I've been fortunate enough to um, go viral continually with the kayaking business. Um, We have over like 400 million views. Yeah, the content is obviously so conducive yeah. If you were selling concrete, it wouldn't be as easy. Yeah. Part of the the thought process um, you know, in my daily work is like, how do I convert more of that to actual business? By taking the content that's gone viral and slightly tweaking it and making it the collateral that you advertise against. Okay. Yeah. Let me say that one more time for everyone. The greatest thing about organic social right now is the algorithms are not based anymore on what they used to be, which is like your followers, it's now based on the content. So social for the first 15 years was more about like email marketing. Build a list, market to it, get a percentage of them to do stuff. Over the last two years we are fully in the process of the TikTokification of all social. Kind of why I invested in Tumblr. I invested in Facebook and Twitter for the email thing. I invested in Tumblr for the content thing. Meaning the social graph used to be based on your social network. Now social media could actually be called interest media. Because it's based on the interest graph. The shed could have 19 followers on LinkedIn tomorrow and decide it wants to go, and the first post could get a million views if the post itself was good. So you have affirmation from the world that they like this video. Now, two things come to mind. One, does that equally mean that they want to buy? No. And then two, you've got to, that part you can't control. The part you can control is say, okay, this video got four million views organically on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, shorts. Let me now retake that video and make it much more hard hitting. I'm gonna put a banner at the bottom that says, order now, discount this, let me change the copy. So taking the viral creative and turning it into an ad. The viral creative is building brand. The ad is building performance. We call this brand-formance. Right, taking something that's gone well organically and turning it into a conversion, a ticket selling app. Ad, excuse me. Tip number five, build a positive company culture. And now I want to talk about one other thing that I think really resonates across the board in this room. Culture. There is an incredible thing going on right now in the world which is people have options. For a lot of us that grew up in the 80s, 90s, even 2000s, when we were 22, 23, the reason, you know, how everyone wants these. Gen Zers to take shit jobs. It's because we did. I get it. We didn't have options. We've gotta really start talking about culture in our organizations. How many people here are a boss and whether they're direct reports or they have reports underneath them to their direct reports, how many people here in essence manage over 10 people? Raise your hands. Raise it high. Great. This is really important. I think we're going through no different than the technology shift and the big one was the internet obviously in the late 90s and now the big one that's brewing is blockchain and AI. I believe the biggest shift we're going through right now as businesses in this room is even bigger than the innovation. It's the requirements to be a successful organization from a culture standpoint. And I know this is on everyone's mind. It's on everyone's mind because people are dealing with remote work. I mean, I'd say 50% of my employees that work remote probably work one hour a day. It's tough. We're dealing with that, right? We're dealing with what a lot of us deem as entitlement. Two days ago there was a TikTok video that went super viral because a young woman was talking about how unacceptable it was for her to be commuting to work. That didn't land with Gen X super well. But here's the problem. We can sit here and shit on the emerging generation or we can understand the truth. There's a lot of people in this room that if they were born in a different era, when they were 22 or 23, would have not chosen a minimum wage job that sucked. They would have just built their business or their brand direct on TikTok or LinkedIn or somewhere else. These kids are not lazy. They have options. They don't want to make 47,000 a year doing something they hate. They know they can make 47,000 a year selling T-shirts because of three viral TikToks. We, not them, need to adjust. We, to build huge organizations need continuity. People are starting to get other options. There's a lot coming. There are people who are gonna be able to write policies in a second that don't even know this industry by pressing one button on AI in three years. That's coming. I could be in the insurance business in a week with today's bullshit AI. And I'm saying that obviously a little bit ad lib, but it's not as far off as many people in this room think. My institutional knowledge that I've built my whole life is being commoditized. This is a wild time. And I just highly recommend you take a step back and think about this, not only from a business leader standpoint, but from a parenting standpoint. The world parents and manages and runs governments and companies, predominantly weaponizing fear. You Wanna know why everyone's anxious? Fear is the currency of our world. We're gonna cancel you or shame you we're gonna call you bad, we're gonna, you're gonna get fired. Sales teams know, those numbers are up there the whole time, right? If you don't hit your number, like think about how you, parent, how many people here are parents, raise your hands. Think for a second of the things that come out of your mouth. If you, you better not fear. By the way, it works in the short term. It works in the short term. The problem is it doesn't work in the long term. It leads to massive resentment, It leads to underperforming. I am stunned, literally stunned, by how people have not figured out that nice guys finish first. We've been sold a bag of bullshit. For most of the people in this room, the profit and growth in your business is not about the first part of my talk, it's about the second. Yes, do I believe you need better tools? I do. I don't even understand how one can debate it. I know why one isn't doing it, because they don't want to have the financial thing happen this year or next year. The problem is you're digging your hole deeper. So I think that's very easy to understand for this audience if you have a half a brain. Where your growth is gonna be is continuity and growth of your people. When people are happy, they perform better, not when they're scared. We have done an atrocious job in business over the last 70 years to play a game that is not sustainable and is about to hit a tipping point because not because they're entitled and lazy, but because they have options. What that dude that made fun of me about buying wine on the internet didn't understand was buying stuff on the internet is a better option than going to the store. Because what I know, that you know, is we pay for time. Time is money. You know how many people here buy coffee on Postmates and Uber Eats and pay $13 for a coffee to come to their house? It's fucking insane. But we do it. We take an Uber. You know how much money people waste for convenience and choice? You know how many streaming services you're currently paying for that you don't use? (laughs) It's what we do, right? And so I highly recommend, and I saw so many of your hands go up, which makes me super happy. If you are managing people, just ask yourself simple questions, real talk, not delusion. Do you think they like you? Do you make them feel safe? Because I promise you, what is the train that's about to hit all of us in the next five years is not just AI, blockchain, and more social media advancements. It is the culture within our organizations are going to be a very big deal. I want everyone to understand as I'm talking, I'm not sitting up here talking foofy, foofy grandma stuff and it's feelings and we're all soft. I'm talking about making fucking money. I'm a businessman. I call my organization the Honey Empire. We will win because we will treat each other with honey versus vinegar internally. But we're building an empire. That is not a soft word. I'm trying to buy the New York Jets. It's expensive. Who's a Jets fan in here? Raise your hands. All right. First of all, I fucking love you. Yeah, it's fucking hard out here. So, I've been trying to buy the New York Jets for the last 35 years, mainly because I don't trust it. I want to win a Super Bowl and I only trust myself to get it done. So, thank you. So so when I talk about this part, I'm always worried that the hardcore business person in here is like, hmm, I'm gonna check out and look at my iPhone real quick while he's talking about this because this is bullshit. And I know why people think it, but the data is so clear. Actually, how many people here like football and know it a little bit? Raise your hands. I'll use the analogy. Good, good enough. Good enough, because I want to use it anyway. An offensive line. The people that protect the quarterback. The data shows that if those five guys don't get hurt in a season and have continuity, that the team massively overperforms. That's how I think about employees. We have long operated and led with fear, which actually leads to Lack of retention. More importantly, a lot of you say, wait a minute, like some of you are being real with yourself right now and say, I'm not the greatest, but he's wrong. My team's been with you, me for a long time. It's because they don't think they have options. Your team that is willing to take your not niceness is insecure and lacks self-esteem that they can do it somewhere else and are underperforming, and you're getting a 60% version of them right now, and you think you're winning because they're still there, all retention is not equal. My friends, you wanna leave with something, you wanna note something down in your fucking head or in your notepads, all retention on your team is not equal. If your whole team's still there, but you're not setting the tone from the top, they're performing at 60%. And your little bursts of fear every quarter maybe is creating something a little ARB, but it's just not winning. And so yes, what am I saying? I'm saying it's time for all of us to be nicer to our employees. Is anybody ready for that? Okay, you're not ready for it. (laughs) Fuck it, do whatever you want. (laughs) But you must not allow the tension of today confuse you. For everyone who is really about that entrepreneur or business life, you actually know this is the time to go on offense. If you look at any growth curve of any business, these are the best times to go on offense when seemingly people are on defense, and they are on defense. Offense comes in a lot of forms to wrap it up. One, your culture. Like, you wanna win more? Have a 20-minute coffee with employees, all of them, one by one, and actually know them a little bit. You'll be stunned what that would mean for your business. Allocate the time. Two, content. You must make a commitment to this content game. It is a big deal. And three, complacency, meaning eliminate it. You praying that it's not gonna happen doesn't stop it. Technology and innovation is undefeated against our subjective wants and needs as individual humans. It doesn't matter that you didn't like it, it happened. And it's happening in a big way and it will impact this industry in a big way. And for a lot of you, if you get on the treadmill now, it won't be as bad to run the marathon in five years. I don't need you to become Steve Jobs. I need you to start dabbling a little bit to protect yourself from the acceleration of the next decade. Thank you.